Welcome to the Into Your Hands Father Book Study brought to you by Come Follow Me. Today our reading is on pages 28 through 31 and it's titled, You Have Turned My Morning Into Dancing. And I'll start by reading the passage he provides from Romans 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a gift. Nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus. I have this image of a crying child running to its parents, turning the morning into dancing. When we receive the love of Jesus, which, as we have read so far, is available to us always, is in every space, every fiber of our being. In short, and even he starts his sections off, we need to stop making excuses. If you're trying to figure out whose fault it is or what the reason is for you being unhappy, this is between you and Jesus. Stinnison pivots again in this chapter and tugs even deeper, and he gives probably the most difficult line that I struggled with in this text. It says, In God's hands, our very enemies are the ones who benefit us the most. And I had a really powerful uh, holy hour where I was praying with this, and it ended up being about two hours, so much so my my wife kind of wondered what, what happened. She assumed I found someone at the church and and got caught up in a conversation or something. But my prayer just turned into this deep moment of healing. Because I thought I misread it at first. Really, God, our, our enemies are the ones who benefit us the most. And so I started thinking about different enemies in my life. And I actually had two people first that came to mind and a third that came later in my prayer. And then God put this image in my mind of the men who nailed Jesus to the cross, right? The enemies of Jesus. It is through the people that nailed Jesus to the cross that our sins and our salvation have been given to us. So this has a really powerful section that helps us to see how God's plan and use for evil benefits the world. Later he says, perhaps we believe that if the thing was removed from our life, this persecution or whatever, you would find peace and finally be able to pray. Every time I read this, I think of my wife who, um, as we were in the first years of our marriage, we had a child uh, right away in our marriage. And she, I remember expressing to me so frustrated that I would go to work every day and she was staying home to watch our son 
And she would get so frustrated. She's saying, Eric, I'm trying to find time to pray, but every time I seem to sit down, it's like God doesn't want me to pray. And it really frustrated her for some time. And I remember her going to our priest, say, you need to go to our priest and, and just seek some guidance or counsel. And, and the priest shared with her, he said, you know what? Every time you hear that cry of your child, that's Jesus calling you to be with him. Right? She went from seeing this distraction or this thing going on in her life really as an enemy to her prayer, an enemy to her relationship with God. And our priest, who is so wise, invited her to receive that as Jesus. I love this last section that says, consider uh, that in heaven, everyone is grateful, both to those who showed him love on earth and those who were his persecutors. Today, consider that we can reach for an experience of taste of heaven in our own lives by seeking to find gratitude to God and for the people and situations by asking God to reveal to us his plan. Jesus is in the enemies. Love your enemies. Let us turn to Jesus today and ask him to show us his face.